Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Roswell, New Mexico, January 2009. On January 1st, 2009, Greg Blodgett reported his father, William Blodgett, missing. Greg was concerned that something had happened to his father due to the fact that no one in his family had been able to make contact with William since midday, December 23, 2008. Greg lives in Maryland, and the only family that lives in town besides William is his ex-wife, Joan Blodgett, who called Greg today, telling him that a note had been left on her door from Barbara Brown and Mona Nichols, stating they had not heard from William since the 24th of December. William was originally supposed to be feeding Joanne's dogs while she was out of town. Mona Nichols, who describes herself as William's girlfriend, stated she had last seen and spoken to William on December 23rd at about 11 a.m. It was a warmer day than average, especially for a winter day. Apparently, William had a problem with his tenant in the front part of his home, accusing a man named Tony of stealing William's wallet. It was shortly after this fight that William apparently tried to evict Tony, but investigators were not aware of the results of that action or of the stolen wallet information. Both Greg and Mona mentioned Jerry Sore as being William's best friend, but neither had his contact information. Police gathered information regarding the last known contacts with William Blodgett. Then a welfare check was made to his home. After arriving and knocking on the front door, it opened on its own the simple weight of the knock pushing the door open. There was a smell. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. Take a seat next to the fire.
The home was cleared by the responding officers. The residents appeared to still have personal belongings, including clothing and some letters. The living areas appeared to have been abandoned for at least a week. You could smell rotten food and hear buzzing flies. There were dead vermin on the ground. The home, while messy and dirty, did not appear to have been searched through, nor was there any sign of foul play. The back of the home was also checked where William's vehicle was parked with no signs of foul play. But it was clear, something was amiss, and a man was missing. On January 5th, Detective Rusty Briscoe was assigned to the case of missing person William Blodgett. Detective Briscoe started by randomly visiting and passing by William Blodgett's home. Briscoe did not observe anyone entering or leaving the residence. Blodgett was entered into NCIC as a missing person. He was also entered in the Department of Public Safety as a missing person. Detective Briscoe obtained a copy of Blodgett's dental records and x-rays and had a copy sent to the Department of Public Safety. William Blodgett was 69 years old, about 5 foot 9 inches tall, and 165 pounds, with gray hair and brown eyes when he went missing. After being sued for divorce, he lived in a residence in a bad neighborhood. He left all of his possessions behind and lived in a sort of squalor. A search warrant was served to track phone for Blodgett's number, and Briscoe learned that they could not provide him with any new information that would be beneficial to the investigation. Briscoe searched the local area in and around the neighborhoods where Mr. Blodgett lives, talking to neighbors and friends, and none of them had any leads. Detective Lisa Brackeen interviewed a Mr. Tony Peralta. No new leads arose from that interview. Tony Peralta was the man first mentioned at the start of the episode. Apparently, Tony was accused of stealing William Blodgett's wallet shortly before he went missing. Because of this dispute, William was in the process of having Tony evicted before he went missing. A promising lead, no doubt, but a dead end that proved to be a waste of time with Tony having a solid alibi. Briscoe interviewed Barbara Brown and Mona Nichols and learned that the last time they saw William was on Christmas Eve. Next, the detective had a cadaver dog in and around Mr. Blodgett's residence, but was unable to get any leads or hits from the dog. Briscoe contacted Pioneer Bank, where Mr. Blodgett has a banking account, and learned there had not been any activity, other than deposits from institutions, but no money has been withdrawn from his account. Nearing the end of his rope, Blodgett contacts the FBI, and they agree to get a DNA profile of Mr. Blodgett so that it can be sent to the missing person's clearinghouse. Detective Briscoe felt defeated by the case. It was like Blodgett had fallen off the face of the earth. And just like that, like many cases before it, the case went cold. With family members and friends left to wonder what happened to their loved one, days, weeks, months, years passed. There were no new leads. On October 6, 2017, the Roswell Daily Record published a Crime Stoppers Roundup of cold cases in the Roswell, New Mexico area. One bulletin read, William Blodgett was last seen at his Roswell home on December 23, 2008, and has not been heard from since. Mr. Blodgett is a white male with brown eyes, gray hair, 5 foot 9 inches tall, and 165 pounds and was 69 years old at the time of his disappearance. His family is still looking for a safe return, although foul play is expected. And after that, well, 
the memory of William Blodgett began to fade. Unfortunately, I don't think the world has a lot of capacity to care for a missing 69-year-old male divorcee. It's sad but true. There's almost no footprint online for this man for a decade and a half. And then one day, 15 years later, a 911 call was made. That caller, Tony Peralta. Sir, tell me exactly what happened. Well, I killed somebody. You killed somebody? Yes, sir. What's your name, sir? Tony Peralta. And who is the person that you killed, Tony? His name is Bill. Tony Peralta, consumed with guilt, borrowed his friend's phone to report himself for the murder all these years later. Officers arrived at the scene to find Tony sat with his friend on a curb, sporting a goatee and a gray t-shirt. The man confesses the moment the police arrive. Okay, a long time ago? Yeah. Or today? A long time ago. Well, what is that? I buried him in his house. We're okay. On 5th Street. What's the address? I don't know. Don't know? No, sir. How'd you go here? You walk? Yeah. This okay. is a long time ago, is what he's saying. I'm just tired of covering it up. Try to cover it up? Yeah. Okay. I'm tired of living with my life, sir. The guilt? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is him. Doing okay? No, I'm sweaty. Did you run here? Or? No, I drank. Oh, you drank all oh, that water right there? No. Okay. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Would you show me where it's at? What? If I took you, would you be able to show me where it's at? Well, that will be known where the. Yeah, What? If I took you, would you be willing to show me where it's at? Well, that will be known where the yeah, the house is. Okay, I'll let you finish your your thing. Let's go. Okay. You don't want to finish it. You're good there. Yeah. I'm okay. Anyways. All right. Just hang on. Okay. Tony, after saying he's fucked anyway, stands up and is willingly placed in cuffs. There's a sense of relief in his eyes. Blacks, blacks, blacks. No. Did you say anything? I did. You did? Yeah, we already got this. This guy had it. No. Just hang out right here, okay? We'll talk about this guy. Hang out right here. So he's saying, hang on. He's saying he uh, killed somebody a long while ago. He buried a house, some house of district. That's what he's like. So I asked him if he's willing to show me where the house is. He's like, yeah, I'm willing to show you where the house is. So that's that's all we got right now. He doesn't know the address a long time ago. That's it. Nothing current. So um, I'm gonna take him up there. See if you're willing to show me the house and we'll just. Wait, wait. Huh? I haven't figured it out yet. I literally just was hearing conversations from so. What year was this at? You don't remember? Okay. It's been so long. It's been a long time. Okay, we're gonna go all the way around over here. Okay, my car's way over there, so we're gonna walk this way. Yep. Thank you guys. Yep. Absolutely. Once I get your name, or once I get you in the car, I'm going to get your name and stuff, okay? The scene of the arrest looks like any sunny day in a strip mall-infested area. What every town and minor city across the United States has become. A row of gas stations, a Sam's Club, and random fast food chains are the scenery. 
Sometimes you have to take a moment and soak in how ugly it all is. Somehow the confessing murderer is the most human element in the center of this retail hell. We're going to the passenger side here, okay? Is it on East 5th or West 5th? East 5th. East side? Okay. Just hang out that tire, okay? Do you have anything on your person besides your switchers? Mind if I check you? I don't give a fuck. Okay. Phone? Okay. I'm just going to hold on to these, okay? Have a seat for me, brother. Okay. Will you get that stuff back to... Uh, that guy? No. Uh, they belong to my sister. She lives right there down the street. Okay. I left the house. Okay. All right. We'll address it. Have a seat, okay? I'm going to roll the window down for you. So what's going to happen, okay? Um, we're going to go to the police department, okay? The, we're going to find out some more information, okay? The detectives are going to talk with you about more information with it, okay? And then we'll they'll, we'll address it from there, okay? All right, so hang on, okay? Yes, sir. Step up for me, man. <laughs> Fucking hurts, dude. What hurts? My fucking handcuffs. Okay, we're going to get them off here right now. We're going to go this way. Tony is placed in the squad car and driven to the police station. The goal is to get as much details as possible from the confessing man. On arrival, Tony's demeanor is somewhat changed. After exiting the vehicle, and I'm sure you heard, Tony growls and then complains about his cuffs. As we take a moment's pause in the middle of our exploration of the dark corners of humanity... Let's explore a different kind of mystery, one that takes you back to the roaring 1920s with June's Journey. In this hidden object game, you slip into the role of June Parker, tasked with unraveling the murder mystery of her sister. Each scene is meticulously designed, filled with hidden clues that lead you deeper into a storyline, riddled with danger, romance, and scandalous family secrets. I've personally ventured through the ornate parlors of New York to the charming streets of Paris within this game, each chapter peeling back layers of a complex narrative that's as engaging as it is visually stunning. Beyond just solving mysteries, June's journey invites you to escape into an era of opulence as you build and customize your very own estate island. It's the perfect blend of challenge and relaxation that I find incredibly refreshing especially after delving into the often intense themes of our podcast. For those of you who thrive on solving puzzles and uncovering stories, June's Journey offers a chance to channel your inner detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Step into June's shoes and help her solve the ultimate mystery. Can you uncover the truth behind her sister's tragic demise? Now. Let's dive back into our own mysterious journey here on Obscura. Stay tuned and keep your wits about you. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Catherine Hegel, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dog joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she's discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Listener, I've watched this video, and honestly, it's 20 minutes well spent. The health of my animals means everything to me. This stuff has improved the coats and energy of mine, and they love it. Normally, they are picky with food, but they really enjoy this stuff. Go to badlandsfood.com slash obscura and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash obscura. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Stand right here and face this wall real quick. And I'm gonna give it a good shit. Fuck that shit hurts. This arm hurt is hurting. On body, bro. Your whole body? Yeah, I took a bunch of bone fish pills and everything. You took some or you take some? I took some. Okay. And they drank fish and they drank. Okay, have a seat, hold on. But I didn't know how to confess to him. Okay, have a seat real quick. Alright. Now when you say you took all this stuff, when was this a little bit ago? When you took the pills and the alcohol? Yeah, I needed my pills. When was this that you took them? It was earlier this morning? Yeah, I wanted to take some alcohol. Okay. Because I wanted to confess. Okay. Hang on, let me go lock my car quick. Hold on. As you just heard, Tony took an assortment of pills and swallowed them down with alcohol, enough to make his entire body ache. This to build the courage to finally confess. Next, he sat at a table in front of a video camera. Behind him, some soundproofing foam. As a side note, I wish police stations would take care like this for confessions. Most of them sound like they're recorded in a tin can, but I digress. Okay, my name's Tony Ray Prota. Tony Prota? Yeah, I need to get back with the 
I'm sorry? I've been drinking. You've been drinking? Yeah. Okay. It's my understanding you called us, is that correct? Hell yeah. You want those off? Yeah. Kind of mixed messages. You have handcuffs in I killed target. somebody, Jesus, and I buried him. Okay. Um, right here. Do you, do you feel like you're able to leave if you if you wanted, or do you want to be here? Hell yeah. I confessed to a murder. Okay. One thing I find interesting is Tony's change of demeanor. Both time he's been cuffed, he gets agitated and acts like he's not going to cooperate. The cuffs come off and he's back to being open and confessing. Makes me curious how painful and tight those cuffs are on his wrist. Okay. How much are you going to do today? A lot. What? Yeah. When you find his fucking body, do you feel better? Is that his house? That'll make you feel better? Hell yeah. Okay. I don't want to live with the shame anymore. Okay. I understand that. Alright, well, um, I just understand you're you're willing to... It's my understanding you're willing to take us to the house. Yeah, hell yeah. Did it happen at the house? It did. It did? I was I was on meth really bad. Okay. And I killed him because he didn't give me no money. And I buried him in his house. In his house. Do you remember his name? His name was Bill. His name was Bill. Everybody talks about it all the time. Okay. How long ago? I don't know. You don't know? Too long, too long, boss. Don't ever say, don't kill nobody that you don't have to. Okay. Alright, Tony, well, tell you what, give me a sec, we're gonna go, go for a car ride, do you wanna do that? To, to his house, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Now, before we do this, you understand, if you know if we do find yeah, his body, man. You better find his body. It should be right here. Okay. Hey, I confess, man. Mm-hmm. I confess. I don't want to live, live life anymore without confessing. Okay. okay. Just for good measure, like you said, you brought, you got brought here in because I know you, I know you called us. I know you want to do this because it's, it's a strain on yourself. But I just want to make it clear that. I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I, I want to make this perfectly clear that you're telling us it's, it's good on you for doing it, but it, it'd be my job. I would have to prosecute this when I discover this. You understand that, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm going to go ahead and advise your rights just because it's kind of the statement. I don't, okay. You don't have to tell me my rights. I know I'm fucked. I don't even care if I go to jail for fucking forever or get the death penalty. I should have never sinned, and that's oh, it. Oh, man, I got you, but... Just let me get through this. It's something it's something on my end that they want me to do, okay? So okay. you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be can and will be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to an attorney. Have to have the attorney present before any questioning and during any questioning. If you can't afford to hire an attorney, one will be provided for you at no cost to you. And if you choose to answer any questions or make any statements, you're free to stop. <laughs> Anytime. Okay. You understand all that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I know you said you drank a little bit. 
Hey, I wanted to confess to you. Right, I understand. All right, cool. All right, so we're going to go get in the car. We'll, we'll drive you to it. You show me. I'm hot, though. Just... Will we turn on the air conditioner? It's oh, hot man, it's so hot in here. We're going to go downstairs. We're going to get in the car. I'm going to turn that AC up. All right. I, I yeah. hate it up here. All right, well, let's go. Cause we're in the okay, <laughs> give me one minute. Yeah. I just got to do something real quick with those handcuffs. You're fine. Relax. Want your water? Uh, yeah, please. Go ahead. You grab it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I smoke that? Hey, it's my last. We'll do it over there, okay? Oh, yeah. All right. But I can't do it in my cop car. So grab your water. Oh, you don't have lighter, huh? I have lighter in my cop car, though. All right, cool. Grab water. Hey, just my last cigarette, and that's it. All righty. I got you. You can bring it with you if you want it. All right, we're going to go down to the right and down the stairs again, okay? Okay. Tony confesses to killing William after he didn't lend him money for meth. He then gets emotional and explains to the officer the overwhelming sense of loss he's felt since this sin. He tells the officer to not live life the way he has. Call me weak, but I do feel somewhat moved by Tony here. Yes, it took pills and liquid courage, but it seems like he would have gotten away with this murder. Had he not confessed? Listener, do you think there's room for forgiveness in a case like this? Right here. Next house. This white one? This white one here? Yeah. I buried him in that slight place right here. I killed their dad. Okay. Like in the little building? Yes, sir. Hang on. I'm sorry? Why didn't they smell his body in there? I don't know. Hang on, okay. On a morbid field trip to Fifth Street, Tony finds the residence. He chillingly explains, this is where I killed their dad. Years earlier, cadaver dogs were used to search this exact location. I guess even canines have their off days. In the next clip, you'll notice that Tony gets combative again. Part of me wonders if the cops should remove those cuffs. Tony. Yeah. Here's the deal, brother. We need some more details. All right, what do you want? To be able to prove it. Okay. So, let's start at the beginning. Okay. What year do you think this was? I don't remember. How old do you think you were? I don't remember. What does the victim look like? Or what I did don't the remember. Like? What do you mean you don't remember? I don't remember. I just know that I killed him. Why do you know that? Because I know that I killed him and I kept it a secret. Okay. Why did you keep it a secret? Because I didn't get caught. How long have you been keeping it a secret? A long time. Like how long? Like seven years maybe. Yeah. You see how all your answers are I don't know? That's what we're having a hard time with. Well, I said I did it. Yeah. But we need a lot more detail than that in order to get the full picture of it, right? And if this person's dead in here and has been dead for a long time, they got a family, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the family's probably missing them. They probably deserve answers on what happened, right? Yeah. So do you want to give them that? I was high and I didn't get the Okay. What were you high on? Meth. Meth? Smoke it or shoot? I shot it. Shot it? How much did you use a day? A lot. A lot. Are you still using? No, sir. No. 
That's yeah. probably why I'm confessing. So why? What was the reason that you killed him? I don't have a reason. You didn't have a reason. So were you guys arguing? No, I just felt stupid one day. I guess you just felt dumb. What was he doing when you killed him? Being a good man. Was he sitting, I sleeping, am. standing, reading, watching TV? I don't remember. You don't remember? But you killed him in a tub? No. That's what you said earlier. I didn't say that earlier. What did you say? I said I killed him. That was it. No, you said in the bathroom in a tub. How'd you kill him? I didn't say that. How'd you kill him? I said I killed him. That was it. No, you didn't. You told me how earlier. Well, he's right there. Well, we are got to go see if he's in there. Okay. But how'd you kill him? How? Did you shoot him? No. Did you hit him with a bat? I killed him. How'd you kill him? I don't remember. Did you stab him? I don't remember. You did earlier. I did earlier. You're just repeating the things that I'm saying now. You see how I don't believe you? If I just came to you and I just said it all the time, I don't know, I don't remember, would you believe anything I'm saying? He said, hey, sir, what's the law on this inside? I don't know. You think you trust me? That's why I'm having a hard time trusting you. I know. I said a guilt person is in the house. Yeah. We're going to go try and find him. Okay. But I don't have the details on where he's at. I told you where he was at. Where's he at inside the house? Huh? Where's, where's you burying him? On the side house right there. Okay. What part? The part right there. Yeah, yeah, but what part of that room? The left side. The left side? Yeah, if you dig in, if you pull the board up and dig them up. Okay. okay. On, on the left side of the building? Yeah. So that's towards the courthouse? Yes. Okay. Which way is his head pointing? I don't know. Which way are his feet pointing? I don't know. How is he laying in there? He's just dead, I don't know. How deep is he buried? Not very far. Not very far? Nope. Are we talking like inches? Yep. Or like feet? Mm, inches. Inches. Yep. You'll okay. find him. You think he's decayed? Oh, yeah. How long do you think it's been? Too damn long. Too damn long? Yes, sir. What was he wearing? I don't remember. Was he wearing clothes? Yes. Or did you bury him naked? I buried him with clothes. With clothes? Yes. Did he have shoes on? I don't remember. Did he wear glasses? I don't remember. What, what type of person was he? White? Was he Hispanic? Uh, I think he was white. Black? I don't know. You don't know what he was? No. And you don't know his last name? No, sir. How old do you think he was? Uh, old. Like how old? I don't know. Like if you had to guess. How old are you? Old. Uh, 37. Is he older than you? Yeah. How old are your parents? My parents are dead. How old would they be? I don't know. You don't know? Over 50? I don't know anything. Okay. Are you under the influence of anything right now? Yeah, I'm drinking alcohol. You've been drinking? Yeah. You want to wait and talk to us once you're sober? Uh, yeah. Can you take me to the police station or what? No, we're going to leave you here for right now. What do you mean? Because we got to do this. So you're going to stay here. Okay. If we find something, then obviously we'll have more to talk about. All right, cool. But we need details to start working on this. So if you can I already it, gave you every single detail. Right. But there's a lot of I don't know. So I'm saying if you start to remember those things... Let All somebody right. know. All right. Okay, first thing. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to stay here for a little while. Okay. Okay. And if this is a lie, you're going to be charged with false report. Okay. Okay.
On the police body cam, we find ourselves in the property. The officer's on the scene with a shovel digging, hoping to find William's body. Mm. <coughs> Here's that, like, the black tarp to put down to keep weeds from growing through. Oh, looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a shoe. That's a shoe? I think it's a shoe too. But they're both in It's starting to pour out. Is it bones in it? I think it's one of long ways. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Don't tease you to come help you. That's weird though. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Or do you want to back up the circle? In the footage, you can clearly see a boot half buried in the dirt. One of the officers seemed particularly hesitant to believe they've actually found remains. Seems the surrealness of the situation may have him a bit cynical. Let's pull this out. Let's see what I can get it with the shovel. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that would go right there. I've been pulling to see if a foot falls out. <laughs> okay. This is getting very scientific. Uh, seven years or more, I'm not going to lose anything. After some gallows humor, the team decides to see if they can find more. Pulling at the boot, it snaps from its resting place. Looking in the boot, they see William's decaying foot. Have you been here for a little while at the police department? Mm-hmm. My name is Gino, by the way. They, they just called me in. 
It's nice to meet you. You too, sir. Is that good? Is the hammer good? It's McDonald's, but it is what it is, right? So they um they already read you your Miranda rights. You're aware of all that stuff. After a long, hot day, Tony is sat there eating his McDonald's cheeseburger. Looking at him, I think about how much a man can change in 15 years. I think about what a punk I was in my youth, how I live with a lot of regret myself from those years. I never killed anyone, but I did hurt people. I see Tony sitting there with his eyes empty of pride, and I can't imagine the guilt that he lives with and what that took to bring him to this day. What time did you call the police department? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tell me what happened, man. I killed somebody a long time ago. Okay. Why? What happened? <laughs> I don't know, sir. I've, I've been told his name is Bill. Uh, but it's really w- William, right? I don't know. You were living with him at the time? Okay. Back then, um, you guys had some kind of issue. Was it about a wallet? <laughs> No. Do you remember what what happened? Why why I just remember I just needed to confess. That was it. Okay. How did you do it? Do you not remember or you just don't want to say it? I just don't want to talk anymore. breaks down, his face red and stained with tears, but he can never undo the awful thing he's done. Confessing is at least the path at setting things right for William's family. It's hard to hear, but in a moment, Tony will tell his interviewer that he came forward because his heart hurts. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't around back then, 2009, so, you know, my own curiosity is... You know, I want to. I want to know. And you know, I can read the reports from from back then, and that's why I said the wallet thing because that's what we were told. I know he was an older guy, and I know that you were living with him, right? You guys were roommates. He owned the place, right? Mm-hmm. But he would he allowed you to stay there, like you were kind of renting. Did you pay him money to live there? Or? I don't remember. He just okay, but you guys were living together. All right. Did you use a gun? 
about this one? Why don't, why don't you tell me why you decided to come forward? Because my heart hurts. Okay. It's been eating at you for a while? Fuck yeah. Okay. I know this is probably the a, bi- a big hard decision you had to make. You've been thinking about it for a while? Every day. Tony admits that he's thought about his crime every day since it happened. Though he escaped justice, it seems he still lived a life in a prison of his own making. Perhaps paying his dues behind bars will allow him to free himself of this self-imposed purgatory. Yeah, I've never been in that position, but I can imagine how hard that decision was to, to step up and... At least nobody doesn't have to worry anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can imagine his family. You know, he, he was an older guy, but, you know, his family ne- never knew what happened. And that's kind of <coughs> where I stand, because I want to be able to, to tell them, you know, what happened. His tell son. them that he was a good man and I should have did what I did. You know? Okay. Yeah, it was... It was his son is the one that reported it to us back then about not being able to get a hold of his dad. Why didn't anybody say anything after that? Why didn't everybody just let him fucking slide? What do you mean? I don't know. Okay. Tony's words here are telling. He asked why everyone let the crime slide for so long. Why the knock never came at his door. It appears that Tony spent a decade and a half waiting for the hammer that never fell. Perhaps he spent lonely nights desiring his much-deserved punishment. The cops talked to you back then, I assume? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me a little details, Tony. What happened? Do I have to speak or what? No, you don't have to, man. I'm just talking to you. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't. You don't. I just, I just want to know the story. I'm sure the family wants to know the story. You know, things... He was, he was always good to me, and I took his life for no reason. And I don't have an excuse. What did you A use? lot of people have an excuse. I don't have one. What did you use to kill him? I don't remember. Do you remember if it was some type of weapon or your hands? I don't remember. All I know is that I buried him and I shouldn't. One of the officers told me that you had said it was some type of sharp object. Maybe like a knife or a screwdriver or something. I don't remember. Okay. And again, you you don't have to talk to me, but please don't lie because there's no reason to lie anymore. Right? I killed him with a screwdriver. Okay. And is that screwdriver around anywhere? No. Because it's been, I mean, I know it's been a long time. Yeah. You got family in town here? Yeah. That's why I wanted to confess for they don't, you know, nothing happens to them. It was my fault for my son, you know. Nobody else should suffer except this. Your parents still around? No. No. Okay. 
Tony seems to draw the line at explaining what exactly happened. He finally admits to using a screwdriver, and at that point sits back in his chair and stares off into the distance. I am not a psychologist. This is purely armchair speculation. But listener, do you think Tony could be suffering from a form of PTSD alongside his overwhelming guilt? So no reason. back there and looked at it in the area there's some cross members on the floor were those there when when you put them in there no okay so it was just an open space at the time i don't remember you don't remember it was in what like cross members you know like if, if you were to pull up the floor there's like joists like braces uh-huh. you know what i'm talking about like deco diagonal that the floor sits on no those weren't there i don't remember okay did, did you have to, let me say this, did you have to dismember his body to get him in there, or did you just put him in their hole? I don't remember. I'm going to come see, I want, Anyways, I already confessed, man. No, well, see, I'm, I want, I, I need to know this information because I'm going to go and dig him up, all right? And I'm if, already dig him up. No, no, no. But we, we went over there and looked at it. We haven't even got started yet. That's that's a. Are they going to take me to jail? It's or? a process. I don't know, man. I don't know. We have to talk to the district attorney's office. So I'm be stuck here all night, or what? No, not all night. No, no. But we got to talk to the DAs. There's a, they're the ones that ultimately make the decision. But those cross members, you know, like there's no, there would be no way to put him in the ground without dismembering him. That, that's my just my curiosity is what I'm facing. Okay. All right. Is there anything that, that you think I should know that you want to tell me before I take off? Everybody knows everything, right? On August 23rd, 2023, Tony Peralta was convicted of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to a poetic 15 years in prison. And, listener... Something tells me these 15 years will be easier than the last. And that's it for this episode. I want to ask you, listener, how do you feel about Tony? It does seem, at least to me, that he's genuinely remorseful. But at what point is remorse enough? Remorse will never bring back William. He's dead. He's gone. There's... Nothing you can do about that. And his family spent 15 years wondering where he went. And I'm sure plenty of his family members were deceased before they could find out. Is Tony's sentencing enough? Is 15 years enough? I'm genuinely curious by what you think about this. Because I'm torn. He didn't seem to enjoy these last 15 years. In a way, after he serves these next 15 years, it's really like 30 But man, murder, it's really, (laughs) it's really difficult to forgive a murder, especially, I mean, he mentioned to using a screwdriver. That's not an easy way to go out, tell you that. Screwdrivers are dull. But yeah, was his 15-year sentencing enough? And do you feel bad for Tony? Do you feel that he's genuinely remorseful? Thank you for listening, and keep the fire burning.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 